0: Good morning or afternoon, whichever it is at this moment in time. <clears throat> Let me get my glasses on. Uh, just a reminder. Um, I have, um, a couple places I want you to go. One of them is to thegateradio.org, www.thegateradio.org, or on your cell phone, you can download the app The Gate. Okay. And, um, my friend, George Flores, uh, who's a tremendous man of faith, tremendous man of God, is a missionary. He runs the station, uh, although he does not run the IHOP Eastern Gate down there, but or over there. But, um, you know, he is uh, raising money for his ministry. And so uh, you can go to the gate, uh, And let me see if I can find it here. Yes, I do. Uh, you go to, um, uh, the radio station looks like this. If you get the app, that's what it is. It's 24 hour prayer, praise, and encouragement. Or you can go to www.thegateradio.org. Uh, to give to George and his ministry, uh, you can go to continuetogive.com forward slash George F, as in Frank. OK, continue to give dot com forward slash George F as in Flores. OK, at the gate, uh, they serve those who want to worship uh, and receive prayer and encouragement in any given hour of any given day. They believe and, uh, and, and, and we believe the gate and other online Christian broadcasts can be a key to reaching the unreached as well as training and mobilizing the next generation of believers. And so that's what their thing is. It's an internet radio and it's not bound by the locality of a radio tower signal and can, and can be supported uh, and can support an international listening audience. So no matter where you are in the world, if you're in Israel, if you're in uh, Pakistan, if you're in Afghanistan, if you're in France, uh, you can get this radio station. It's thegateradio.org or you can download the app. That looks like that the gate. I know it's backwards but too bad. Okay. Couple commercials and then the other commercial is I have a friend her name is uh Tenille Jane T E N E I L jane livingoutloud.com is her um is her website. Um and she's a missionary in uh, in Malawi and what uh, what you want to do is you she totally funded by gifts from Facebook. And, uh, which is really kind of interesting. She's been there for four years now. And, um, very, very tremendous woman of God, tremendous woman of faith, young gal. And, uh, and she's built a five building school, actually four buildings, uh, for school. And one of them is a library, um, that, that she had built, uh, from the funds given to her. And, uh, and she also sponsors, uh, the, the, the children from the, uh, villages that are nearby her she funds them to go to school and to finish their school and she also um funds them for um uh you know for medical treatments and she takes them to the capital city for medical treatments as well so we want to be able to bless her and give to her and um you know just uh it's uh living dot org okay Jesus is amazing. Let's go to uh, chapter six of Romans. I'm going to be very short today. I appreciate it. I had a really tremendous time at, uh, uh, early this morning in, um, <clears throat> in a session, uh, with a friend, but, uh, not only that, but it was a counseling session and a tremendous encounter with the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter six and, um, you know, Paul's talking about here the triumph of grace over sin. See, grace is something that God puts on you. It's, it's something that you don't deserve. That's giving you grace. Um, mercy is not getting what you deserve. And grace is getting what you don't deserve. Jesus crossed, the, the cross of Jesus was grace because we didn't get what we deserved there. uh, I mean, we got what we didn't deserve, and that was freedom from sin. And the mercy of the cross is that we didn't get what we did deserve. Okay, so this is what Paul's talking about. And then, so he's talking about in chapter 6, this tremendous thing of grace. And he says, uh, verse 11, So let it be the same with you, since you are now joined with him, you must continually view yourselves as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation while living daily for God's pleasure in union with Jesus, the anointed one. Verse 12, sin is a dethroned monarch. I love that phrase. Sin is a dethroned monarch. You remember, sin rules over you until you came to Jesus. You really had a choice of whether or not you wanted to sin before you became a Christian, And you did because that was just, it ruled over you. But now because of the cross and because you gave your life, hopefully you've given your life to Jesus, you now have the access to this freedom now and you, and you have the uh, rulership or the authority over sin of your life. Okay. Sin is a dethroned monarch. So you must no longer give it an opportunity to rule over your life, controlling how you live and compelling you to obey its desires and its cravings. It doesn't rule over you. You don't have to do this. You mean to tell me, Tom, that I don't have to sin? Yeah, exactly. Can I go a day without sinning? I don't know that answer. Can you go a minute without sinning? Can you go a second without sinning? I believe so. So does that mean that you can go on a whole day without sinning? Yes, I believe that. If you take it a minute at a time. Or a second at a time. Because Jesus Christ lives in you if you are born again. And because Jesus Christ lives in you, you have His DNA. And my understanding is that Jesus never sinned. And if you have His DNA... Therefore, it is as though you never sinned if you continually come to the cross and be washed in the blood of Jesus. Does that mean that we don't sin? I don't know that answer. I sure haven't had that 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 moment that that um, full 24 hour period when I haven't. I've always had to come to the cross, but it's not in my DNA to sin anymore. My DNA is the righteousness because I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And if you are born again, you too are, are, capital letters, bold, make four exclamation points, are, three letter word, the righteousness of God in Christ. And if you are that, then you are not your sin. It's an intruder. Sin is an intruder. You can read chapter seven. Sin is an intruder that's trying to keep you from being who you really are. And it no longer has uh, you, it no longer has this opportunity, uh, this this ability to control you anymore. Sin does not have the ability anymore because if you've come to Christ and you live continually for the Father's pleasure. It is the same way with you since you are now joined with him. You must continually view yourself as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal. Is sin appealing? Yes. It's appealing. But consider yourself dead to it. This is a good word, Tom. Thank you. And compelling you to obey its desires and cravings. It is, if you can say this, sin is an entity. And it's continually harassing you, trying to get you to agree with it and obey its desires and its cravings. So then, verse 13 of chapter 6, refuse to answer its call to surrender your body as a tool for wickedness. Refuse to answer that telephone call. You have the ability of um, caller ID on your phone. All right, You know who's calling you. You don't have to answer the call. This is a good word, by the way. I'm just letting you know. Refuse to answer its call to surrender your body. What that sin is doing is saying, surrender to me. Surrender your body to me as a tool for wickedness. And then so continuing on. Instead, passionately answer God's call to keep yielding your body to him as one who has now experienced resurrection life. I love this. As one who has, past tense, now, present tense, experienced, past tense, resurrection life, present perfect tense, meaning it continually goes on. You live now for his pleasure ready to be used for his noble purpose. I just love that. In other words, it can be translated, for the members of your body will be used as weapons for the righteousness of God. It can either be a tool for the enemy, for wickedness, or it can be used as a weapon for the righteousness of God. Remember that it says that... um that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Remember this, sin will not conquer you for God already has. I just love that. Sin will not conquer you for God already has. You are not governed by law, but governed by the reign of the grace of God. You're not governed by the Old Testament law. You are governed uh, by the reign of the grace of God. God has given you power over this thing. God's given you authority over this thing called sin. And really, all sin is missing the mark. God sets the mark here, and if you miss it, is that covering my face? Sets the mark here, and if you miss it, you miss this mark, this missing is the sin. It's an archery term, that um, uh, this archery term of missing the bullseye, you have sinned, all right? We are the righteousness of God in Christ if you live in, live in him, if you've given your life to him. You already are the righteousness of God in Christ so what do you do Tom what, how can you do this how do you do this you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 of Romans therefore verse chapter 5 being justified by faith let us we have peace with God okay that's what it says. Chapter 12, you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Start thinking God thoughts. You already have, I think it's either in Romans or Corinthians. It's. I think it's Corinthians. You have the mind of Christ, past tense. You already have the mind of Christ. So be transformed by renewing your mind and taking on his mind how he thinks on each subject. <clears throat> I'm going to get a little um mean right now especially to the um uh, extreme socialist uh, liberal uh, party and I'm just going to tell you that when you think differently about about um child uh, ch- uh sex trafficking and um the abuse of children and using that when you change the way you think about pedophilia that it is not a sexual orientation nor is it a disease it's wickedness you know the bible many places talks about how the how the uh, um um oh lord it just slipped my mind it just says uh it says how the how the adulteress seeks out the precious life seeks out the precious life Who's more precious than the children? In Isaiah, he talks about uh, the, 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 the nation that sheds innocent blood. And what can be more innocent than a baby? Does that mean that God can't forgive it? Of course not. Save the children, man. Come on. Doesn't Joe Biden say that? Come on, man. Isaiah chapter one. Come, let us reason together. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as white as wool. This is not a popular statement, not even in the church. Not even in the church is this, is this Popular to talk about stopping abortion or ending sex trafficking, or 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 ending uh, ending child molestation, ending ped- pedophilia. Come on, people! What am I saying here to you? What am I saying? Saying this. God has set you free from the curse of the law by dying on the tree. And we were all of these things until we came to Jesus. We were that. Paul says, such were some of you. But now you are dead to those things. You don't have to answer that call, you answer his call and that's it. You answer the call and you become a weapon for righteousness, a weapon for righteousness. These things cannot conquer you because God already has conquered you. God's amazing, man. God loves you. So just recognize this. He already has conquered you. Surrender. God, I give it to you today. Change the way you think about things. See the way, what's happening in your life. See it through God's eyes. See it, see it through the kingdom's eyes. What does pain, body pain look like in heaven? It does not exist there. And if we want to have it on earth as it is in heaven, we have to continually walk in that. We have to continually look at it as an intruder and say, you don't exist in heaven, therefore you should not exist in my body either. Now stop it. And I recommend this and I recommended it, uh, I think it was yesterday, but I recommend it again. Take some time today. Speak to your future. Speak that out in English or whatever language you speak that is your native language, speak this out and say, I'm declaring into my future and then pray in tongues for about for, for 15 minutes to a half hour. Or I'm declaring this over my family and then pray in tongues because we don't know how to pray as we ought to. And then you commission the angels in heaven, your ministering spirits, to go and, and carry out that job. Let's get our angels busy. Let's get them, you know, let's let's get them working. They've been sitting in the corner for ages, waiting to be commissioned by you to bring God's uh, an anointing and God's, God's desire upon your life. All right, that's all we're going to do today. But I just wanted to bless you with this and, and knowing that, that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to Christ Jesus and in his strength. Amen. Well, God bless you. You have a great day and we'll talk to you next time.